Welcome to the Center for International and Regional Studies at Georgetown University in Qatar. These podcasts are part of a research initiative titled Building a Legacy, Qatar FIFA World Cup 2022. Welcome, everybody. We are welcoming today Jack Thomas Taylor, who is the Associate Curator and Manager of Exhibition Planning at the Media Majlis, a university museum located at northwestern Qatar, our neighbor from Georgetown University in Education City. We are talking with him about the current exhibition in the museum titled Is it a Beautiful Game? and how it relates to the FIFA World Cup 2022. Thank you for joining us today, Jack. Thank you, Daniel. Um, it's great to be here and it's uh, you know, great to talk about the, the exhibition that I've currently been working on. Yeah, we are quite excited about this uh, conversation and uh, the Media Majlis is different from traditional museums whereby you don't have a collection or archive, but rather you create exhibitions by starting with a question. Before we talk about the current football exhibition, could you provide us with some background information on the museum? What's the concept of the museum and which exhibitions did you show in the past? Yes, um, so the Media Majlis at Northwestern University is a major component of the ecosystem that Qatar Foundation is developing. So we're a museum that, that focuses on curating exhibitions that explore topics related to media, journalism and, and communication. And this is both in the broad sense and in very focused ways as well. Um, Northwestern Qatar is a school that, that teaches both journalism and communication. So for us, it's really important that we're able to offer students and faculty the opportunity to have this alternative space to the traditional classroom. Um, and that allows for learning to take place, maybe in a formal capacity, but also informal learning. Um, and it, I think it's important at this point as well that it's not just limited to students and faculty at Northwestern. It's, it, we are open to the public which means that anyone can visit our exhibitions, our programs that we host, and also other educational institutions can you know, come and conduct a class in the space as well. But as you mentioned, the museum does not have a collection um, compared to traditional museums. So with that in mind, we always start every exhibition with a question. And this question becomes our thesis um, where we conceptualize an exhibition from and we look at different key messages, different narratives that are pertinent to our audiences. Um, and we unpack those stories with content which is licensed and loaned from other institutions. So institutions both in Qatar, in the region, but also from you know, further afield. Um, and this not only widens our impact, um, but also it, it allows us to include other things which maybe people have never seen before or, or you know, been able to kind of explore. Um, and you mentioned about the, you know, the past exhibitions that, that we've um, hosted here at the Media Majlis. So we have spanned the topic of media and communication in lots of different ways. So our first exhibition looked at Arab stereotypes in, in, in the Arab world and how they have been portrayed in, in um, moving image. Um, we've looked at the changing role of, of um, the role of media in protests within the Arab world. Um, we've also looked at journalism and how the, um, a device such as the smartphone has changed the, the role of journalists and the consumption and distribution of news. 
Um, and we've also looked at persuasion. So in marketing communications, how is persuasion conveyed through through messages, through through visuals? Um, and, you know, most recently, as we're talking about today, um, an exhibition about football and media and those changing dynamics. And we have a few more coming up, um, you know, next year. We host two exhibitions every year and they'll explore, um, you know, different topics. So every every exhibition is, is very different, um, but always has the lens of media and communication at the heart. Yeah, perfect. So let's talk about the current exhibition, which opened in August 2022 and runs until mid of November. Your exhibition title is asking the question, is it a beautiful game? Um, do you expect visitors to come up with different answers? So, yes, um, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, as a non-accessioning museum, we don't have a permanent collection or archive that we are able to, to take objects from and start exhibitions. So we always start with a question. Um, and in some ways, this is a blessing and a curse because it means that we have the opportunity to look anywhere and everywhere, but it also means that sometimes you can lose focus really quickly. Um, but for all of our exhibitions, you know, we look at our audience. So we, we see who our audience are and, you know, our primary audience are students. Um, and then we also look at our past exhibitions and we look at the feedback that those exhibitions, um, you know, showed. So things that we can learn from them, things that we may need to improve and other um, aspects of things that maybe people liked and we really need to kind of delve a little bit deeper into that. Um, but the ultimate question that we always ask ourselves is why should we do it? So why should the media majlist do it? And also why should Northwestern Qatar do it? Um, as a curator, the first thing that I look at is always my location. So I look at the, the space, the gallery space. I look at the direct communities that we engage with. And I, that role is to, to ground yourself. And for this exhibition, it made us realize that the Media Majlis is actually very close to one of the FIFA World Cup stadi stadiums that, are, that will host one of, uh, some of the matches, but also even closer to the International Broadcast Center where all of the international media will come together and mediate the, the game to the world, you know, piping it into everybody's screens around the world. Um, so taking that into consideration, we then um, started to considering the, the different roles that, that people have uh, when it comes to football. And it doesn't matter if you're the fan or you're the media or you're even the, the player. And one thing that they all agree on is, uh, is the claim that it's a beautiful game. Um, as much as there's lots of things they disagree on, the beautiful game is something which is popular um, around the world um, when it comes to describing football. So we decided to ask, is it really? Um, and I believe that is really our purpose. You know, that goes back to my question of why should we do it? Um, our purpose is to ask the questions that many people perhaps think but maybe they don't know how to ask the question or even when to ask the question or why should it even be asked? And um, I think extending on that, that Qatar has received heavy criticism for hosting um, the, the FIFA World Cup more than any other nation in the world. And I don't believe Qatar actually shies away from the topics which, um, you know, that, that we unpack in the exhibition. Um, but what it 
what it does want to have is to be able to openly discuss them. And I think considerations must be made for the way in which we have these conversations and the forum in which they are hosted and that we're always showing um, that there's another side. And that's our museum's ethos. So our museum's ethos can be summed up in three words, always another side. And that is what we're here to do. So we're here to show the other sides to the story, the alternative viewpoints, and encourage people to ask those critical questions, but in a professional, open-minded way. So back to your original question, yes, we absolutely expect visitors to come up with different answers. We expect them to agree, to disagree, to debate, to come away maybe even more confused in terms of wanting to actually understand the puzzle a little bit more. But you are asking these questions at a time when after all the build up to the event, uh, the attention focuses more towards the event itself and people, including myself, are getting super excited about the matches and seeing the brand new stadiums. So um, why do you think it's important to discuss uh, different forms of discrimination in football, as the exhibition does, uh, at this point, rather than um, uh, contributing to this excitement and rather than glorifying Uh, football at a time where most people here in the stadium at least are really looking forward to the event. So I see this exhibition as a warm-up for everybody. Um, I don't think it matters if you're a major lover of football or maybe a hater of it. Um, maybe you're not even, you don't even care about it. But regardless of, of anyone's position, um, I think we must agree that we all consume football in in many ways and in many ways that we don't even know. Um, football has been a part of us. Um, you know, it's been around long before the fancy infrastructure. Um, it's been loved by people when it wasn't such a celebrity or glorifying sport. Um, but football is and should always be about the people. Um, what the people, the, about the people who play it, who support it, who report it, and also, you know, the fans, you know, the, the, the cornerstone of, of football. So when football starts to become a commodity, um, that is when it gets a little bit, you know, eerie, where certain things start to happen, such as discrimination. And that is the case now. So topics such as, you know, discrimination, corruption, fairness, um, access, ability to, to, to football, um, I actually think these should be discussed in every forum, at every level, in every industry. Um, not just in, in sport and in, in case football. So I, I, and I also think that the, the topics that I just mentioned, um, these issues um, or areas of, of concern, these are, they're across every industry, especially media. Um, you know, discrimination exists in media. Uh, access to, to, to media exit, uh, you know, is, is a problem. Um, corruption is a problem. So I don't believe there is any other sport or industry for that matter that claims to tackle, you know, let's take it, discrimination um, as much as football, but the results are, uh, are not really there. Um, it, it's still, you know, discrimination still exists. And I think that it's important for somebody um, 
to be able to have these conversations um, because there, there is always, you know, I go back to it, there's always another side to the story and football is not just a, uh, should, should not be celebrated, you know, it's a business at the end of the day and it should be held to account just like any other industry there is. Yeah, you just mentioned media. So since Northwestern Qatar is focusing on media education by offering bachelor's degrees in journalism, but also in communication, uh, which issues does the exhibition address about the relationship between media and sports? So the way we curated this exhibition is to include those the different points of view. So we wanted to have those different perspectives from the fans' perspective, from the media's perspective and the players. So the the topics are, are intertwined and we're able to 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 show those, you know, the, the different sides of this relationship. Um, and I think one aspect which has always come up is who is more powerful? You know, is the media more powerful? Is it the, the football is more powerful? And who holds the cards in, in the relationship? Um, and I think this is a very complex question because at every stage, I believe the power has, it can change hands. And through the development of football as well, we have seen each side of this kind of triangle, triangle of the, the relationship um, hold the power position. Um, and what is interesting and what we've been able to explore in the exhibition is when these sides start to work together. So when the media works with players to raise awareness, for example, of sexual abuse or racism, or when the fans and the players will unite to protest changes which are happening in the football industry, um, these when this starts to happen, it allows people to, to take a different um, perspective um, and I think it's worth, you know, questioning that when an industry is worth billions, um, for it to be simplified to a game or to use the words play can really kind of misinform people um, that, it, that this is just for fun. And it's not, you know, it, it, it needs to be taken more seriously. Um, and, you know, the media uh, have been given this responsibility from in society to hold up um, you know, businesses and people to account, you know, if they're doing something wrong, they need to be able to shine light on it and to be able to dig deeper and to investigate. But there's been scenarios where perhaps the media hasn't done that and things have, have happened which should, should never have happened. And even when they did happen, the media should have been there to, to investigate. But there's this very, very difficult and complex relationship where sometimes the media will toe the line because they want to get access um, to the football players. So will they disrupt um, and ask those, those questions that people don't want to ask? And it's going to risk them getting you know, uh, access to, to, to the players, to the game, to interviews. Um, and now with the, with the development of social media, it's, it's really changing the, the gatekeepers um, you know, of this industry. So Fans can now go directly to the players on social media again, which is a blessing and a curse. We, we have uh, fans being able to go and, you know, celebrate their players, but they're also um, can, can use it to a negative, uh, you know, edge and, and be able to discriminate and to, to, to post um, 
negative responses to or negative comments to to players online which you know going back to kind of what we said before that football is always about the person you know the the media are reporting it they're people the players who are playing it are people and the um you know the fans are people so i think it's that is the common thing here and i think it's really important for for people to to realize that so when the exhibition ends in november some of the 280 pieces of content will be online available by doing so is the idea to have a form of permanent exhibition so again it's we we don't have a you know going back to my original question we don't have a collection and 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 as a result of that you don't collect as a museum um so the 280 pieces of content in the exhibition will be returned to their rightful owners you know whether those are physical objects which have been loaned to us from liverpool football club or from the national football museum in the uk or if they're digital assets from al jazeera or from the supreme committee in qatar those assets will all be returned to to their owners. Um, But the content that will remain and will remain a a bit of a legacy for the exhibition will be the interviews with media professionals and scholars and researchers and, you know, uh, uh, football and professionals who um, were interviewed as part of the research for the exhibition. So snippets of those interviews were included in the exhibition but the full video remains on our website. And we also have some other content such as data visualizations and some, uh, a film that we made called Where Do You Stand, which included um, alumni from different universities in Qatar uh, answering questions um, related to football. And, the, and a, another one is an explainer video that we did where we unpacked the, the topics of um, where the where the fan fits into or where, where the consumer fits into the whole relationship all of these will go on our museum's website once the exhibition closes on november 12th um and we then also have a publication which will um also be that that permanent legacy of the exhibition yeah so uh, um, apart from the exhibition itself the museum is also hosting some related programs and has published a book titled The Sound of Sport with fake noise on TV during the pandemic as one of the topics. Could you provide us with some more information about the events and the content of the book? Yeah, absolutely. So the public programs that we have at the Media Majulis um, run alongside the exhibition and they Uh, there to complement the topics which perhaps are not discussed in the exhibition or to extend that dialogue a little bit further. Um, Some conversations that you will put into an exhibition, um, it doesn't fit. It's it's not the right platform for it. So sometimes you need to have the debate and the dialogue that goes alongside it. Um, So our programmes run um, every, well, uh, on a Tuesday. And for this exhibition, we've hosted programmes in uh, August, in September, and also in uh, October and November. And and those look at topics such as um, greenwashing and sports washing. Um, They look at topics around esports and we question if they're real. Um, We look at the aspect of discrimination and um, zoom in on topics which are not often discussed with the media. So 
um, discrimination um, is normally only picked up in the media when it when it looks at aspects of of race or of abuse, but um, you know topics such as um, accessibility, um, ableism, um, topics which are relating, uh, which are maybe not considered to be um, attractive to, to audiences are not actually discussed. So we really want to shine a light on that and to see what Qatar is actually doing for the World Cup, because there's a lot of initiatives that they're working on um, when it comes to make football more accessible for everybody. And then we will have a film screening of the Workers' Cup, which will be screened in November, and that will be our last programme. The publication, um, you're right, it focuses on the sound of sports. So we never want the exhibition to be a repeated in printed form. So we ensure that the, the conversations that we're having in the exhibition are almost extended or they're delved, delved into a little bit deeper. So for this exhibition, we decided that since the actual, the physical exhibition is looking at all media, um, that the publication should perhaps just focus on one, so sound. Um, and since the exhibition is looking at just one sport, such as, you know, football, we would open the publication up to look at also the different sports as well. So the the publication starts with um with a, with the question do you f- speak football or soccer which i think is very interesting especially as an american institution um here in qatar and and um, we look at it, then that the the way the publication is um laid out it looks at the effects of sound um in three different ways so uh, the rewards of it um the reporting of it and then the ritual and whether this is the fan, the sound of fans in a stadium or the amplified sound for broadcast sporting events such as the Olympics or even discussions around mental health or the sounds of racist slurs being shouted by fans. We're able to unpack these topics through a series of interviews and essays where we try and look at different components um, and really focus on that, the notion of sound. So no, sound is something that can really impact us um, and it's often forgotten about. Yeah, for the events, I look forward to be involved myself into an event on sport in the Global South in November. And for the screening of the Workers' Cup, which is a film I can highly recommend and I show it in each of my sports classes, We had an earlier uh, episode in our podcast series uh, with the producers of the film. So maybe people who listen to us now and who want to go to the um, film want to listen to it before or afterwards. So my uh, last questions are um, for everybody being interested in Is It a Beautiful Game? You already mentioned that it's not just open to the Northwestern community, but basically to everybody. So maybe you could just share with us uh, uh, on which days and at which times the museum is open. And for all of our listeners from abroad, how can content of the exhibition be accessed online? Um, So what you announced that some of the content will be online available. Yeah, and finally, uh, so the final of the World Cup is Uh, December 18, the exhibition ends uh, uh, mid of November. So what can we expect from the media marshals after the FIFA World Cup uh, 2022 has ended in uh, 2023? 
So, yes, absolutely, you're right. The museum is open to everybody. It's open to the public. It, you don't have to ha be a student to come. You don't have to be an educator to come. You can be anybody um, can come. It's free of charge. Um, and we welcome everybody from Saturday to Wednesday. We're open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So basically we're closed on Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thursdays and Fridays we are closed. Um, and for those wanting to access content um, who are not here in Qatar who or after the World Cup, after the exhibition closes, just before the World Cup begins, the Explore content section on our website has content from all of our past and um, you know, current exhibitions. And it's um, our online depository for the content that the museum creates. So um, it allows you to see the interviews. It allows us to see the, the different types of content that we have created. Um, there are some topics on on the website as well where we talk in talk about different processes um that we've been um that we've had to do whether it's making an animation for the for the exhibition how did we do that how did we visualize certain data so there's a little bit more um content there for for people who might be interested in mainly museum professionals are interested in this but also it allows people to understand what goes into actually making an exhibition um, and as I mentioned, we have our publication, which is available locally in Qatar from uh, Northwestern Qatar's uh, uh, bookshop, university bookshop. But it can also be purchased online through Amazon, through Waterstones, through uh, the book depository. So that's that's, you know, people can buy that and access that um, internationally. And it's also available in English and Arabic. Everything that we do is available in English and Arabic. The content in the exhibition, our programs have live Arabic uh, translation. Um, uh, you know, the publication is in Arabic. Even our filmed interviews, um, they're all subtitled in Arabic as well. Um, and in December, we will also publish the recordings from our programs that I talked about. So a recording of those programs will go onto our website. Um, they will be, as I mentioned, subtitled in, in Arabic and uh, people are able to use those um, as a, you know, as a reference if they want to use it in research or if they just want to, to catch up on the program that perhaps they missed out on. Um, and in 2023, um, we will host two exhibitions. Um, so the Media Majlis hosts two exhibitions every year. Um, the first one will look at the business and changing landscape of Masal Salat TV shows, which are um, very prominent um, during the time of Ramadan. So that, will, that exhibition will run during Ramadan, R Ramadan next year. And then the second will be a more experiential look at the way in which the metaverse uh, will or, or will not change the ways in which we communicate. So that's our uh, exhibitions for, for next year. Um, and moving forward, we're always looking for, for different ways um, to, to, to curate exhibitions. So we have some conversations right now, which is looking at the, the role of, of the Arabic language and um, how that has changed through, through media, but also um, topics such as music. Um, so how, how has that evolved um, in, the, in the Arab world and, and, and you know, taking an alternative view on, on that as well. Perfect. Thank you very much, Jack. Um, for um, uh, everybody uh, interested in sports exhibition, I would also like to highlight that we had a previous episode with a curator from the 
uh, Qatar Olympic uh, and National Sports Museum, which is opening uh, in October, uh, uh, exhibition on global football. And um, uh, and uh, I think, uh, 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 Jack, we should also add that you have uh, uh, social media, for example, uh, uh, an active Twitter account, which is uh, like a regularly uh, informing about like not only what's going on in the exhibition, but also like uh, content of it. So that might be also interesting for people to follow. So thank you very much. That was super interesting. And I would like to encourage everybody uh, living here uh, to go to the exhibition. It's really great. I've been already there twice. Uh, and I think I can go there many more times because you discover always something new. And um, so uh, all the best for you, Jack, uh, personally and uh, professionally. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for having me, Daniel.